You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Tuesday. Tom and Ricky, we're your hosts as always. SteadyPicks.com, completely free to sign up. So sign up today. Best bets from myself, Ricky, Donnie, Big John, Mustache MMA. The Steady Picks system plays. So much to enjoy. It's all completely free. So sign up, head on over. While you're there, if you need to open a new sports book, BetMGM and BetRivers, which BetRivers launched an app a couple weeks ago. So you can now get the phone application, the phone app for BetRivers. If you need a new book, consider signing up through one of our links. It helps support the show, support the website. Thank you in advance for that. Some good bonuses available there for you as well. Uh, Ricky, how was... I don't think you told us yesterday, but... We're at the Sixers game last night. How was it? Oh, it was great, Tom. The environment was uh, was playoff. Like it was just it was electric in there. Um, a few takeaways from that game in particular, as I'm watching from home. Um, again, the the lack of proper coaching, I feel, is as bad as it's ever been, and I talk about this in college, but it's worth talking about in the NBA too. And I'm not even talking about the the plays that were run, because overall I think the Sixers played a, a very good game. I liked the sets they were running. I liked the looks they were getting people. But late in the third quarter, you are up 24 points. Get Joel Embiid and Maxi out of the game. They're tripping over each other. They're getting all banged up. There was a, a two-minute span in the game where Maxi fell, Harden hit his elbow, and Bede got tripped on or tripped over. And it, it was just like all three of them were like shaking their arms, like shaking their knee. Like they're like, oh boy, that, that almost hurt. I'm like, get your guys out of yeah. the game. We're up 23 points. Get them out of the game. Like if one of them had gotten hurt, it would be a disaster. Either Maxi, Harden, Embiid. If one of them had gotten hurt, it'd be an absolute disaster today. And I know the percentage is low, but you're a head coach. You are supposed to play the percentages out. And when you're up 23, it's not the time to be get him out of the game. That's as simple as that. That was my huge takeaway for Doc Rivers 
as good of a game as he coached otherwise, I feel like, like I said, there was a two-minute stretch where Maxie got tackled, and he was like, I thought he was actually hurt with his wrist. Um, and Bede backed Very into scary, somebody, Tom. hyperextended his elbow. I'm like, yep, that's going to be a problem. And something happened to Harden, too. Literally from four minutes and 50 seconds to two minutes left in the third quarter. Like, get him out of the game. We're up 24. Yeah, it's so funny because when I tell you, like, on the plays that you're talking about, especially the Maxi one when he was down for a while because it, it really didn't look good, the stadium, you could hear a pin drop when those guys are on the floor. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I hear you, Tom. I It's so funny because I was just rooting for my James Harden prop to hit, so I was like – Wondering why he was still in the game late in like the fourth and stuff, but yet still thankful that he was, even though he wasn't really, you know, scoring. But I know what you're saying. I And, you know, those guys, you're not going anywhere without them. But I wonder if there was some method to his madness there, Tom, because they pretty much played till the end of the game. You know, it's and nonsense. Even when they were up, like you said, like twenty six points late, and I, I know he's it's, trying to just keep them conditioned, or what? Well, I, I guess it's playoffs. You're at home. You don't want this to get scary. You know, you don't want it to get within eight or something as you get down the stretch. But at the same yeah. time, like you, you got like this was a good opportunity, and I get it. You're not resting guys in the playoffs, but this was a good opportunity to give them a break. And just save their bodies a little bit, especially after that sequence. You just saw them all get beat up pretty good. It's like, okay, maybe let's pull them out for a little bit and try and run a little bit of time with somebody else. If they have to come back in, sure. I'm not saying they're they're shut down for the day. But feel it out, Doc. And if, if you need to put them back in, we can put them back in. But you're up 24 points. Getting ready to head into the fourth quarter. I think we can have a team that's going to that's going to handle that that can hold that lead, I think. And I'm not even saying, like I said, I'm not even saying they can't come back in. Just give them a break. Right, no. I hear you. My my two big takeaways from that game, Tom. Number one, home court advantage, and this applies to all games. Home court advantage in the NBA playoffs is... Probably the biggest home court, I believe, in all of sports when you when you get to these playoff series. I mean, the crowd just plays such a factor in these games, and it's something you don't – truthfully, you don't really realize it until you're in the environment. And when I was watching the Sixers yesterday, Tom, right as the Mavs were tipping, and I realized just – this was kind of coming just, – just the light bulb went off in my head. Like, you saw the Mavs. They got the win yesterday without Luka. So takeaway number one is just don't underestimate home court advantage in the NBA playoffs and the boost that it brings. Takeaway number two, it's officially time to move away from James Harden as a scorer. And I'm so glad that I witnessed this in person because you can't really see it on TV. But Tom, he's not looking to score anymore. He's just looking to win and get his guys involved. And if that means taking, you know, cutting his shots in half from the James Harden that we re- remember and are accustomed to, he's fine with it. 
I mean, he's the guy out there, Tom, commanding the whole offense, yelling at everyone where to go, where to move. It's a different James Harden, and I can officially accept that. Uh, you won't see me on any more James Harden overprops after understanding this. Well, that's good. That's a good eye for the game, and I think um, you know the, the nine shots for Harden is ev- you know evidence of that. And what you're saying is very true. Now, the, my biggest takeaway, hands down, is are we sure Joel Embiid's not the MVP of this league? Because I'm not so sure that um, the market's not wrong with Jokic. Embiid I bet it is, on my car ride home. I mean, he's just different. And I just, I don't know if I can not acknowledge what he's done, man. He is just so, when he is good and he's on, he is so good. And every time I watch him have a game similar to this, I just sit there and wonder and say, what do people, like, really? Are we really going to give this award to, to Jokic? This year? I also think that the market is wrong. Like, I think the Joel Embiid's are, uh, are going to come in. So I'm with you, Tom. It's a very interesting market right now. Uh, seeing that is such a big favorite. And seeing even respected people. Like, I heard Michael Wilbon, who has a vote in the MVP thing, talking about it and he said Joel Embiid is hands down my MVP so it's it's interesting now a is lot it of even books still have taken up? that off yeah I don't see it anymore um I don't see it anymore posted anywhere or at least I shouldn't say anywhere I don't see it on Ben MGM anymore so I'm not sure but um it's available on a couple of them okay I mean I'm not sure it, it like it, like I said, one performance, like wow, this was great. It's not going to change your necessarily change votes or necessarily change the swing of things. But I think for him to not win MVP or at least be within a few people, a few votes, to be very, very close, I think is a is a disaster for the NBA because he's a great story. Um. Okay. Agreed. We'll move on from them. From the Sixers. Uh, other things I want to talk about outside of of the NBA for a moment. Unless mm-hmm. you have a game, you have a play for any of the games tonight. Because I just want to mention something interesting that. that um, no, dig in. Let's. What do you got? So the NFL, the NFL drafts, obviously coming up in a hurry here, and. Um, I, I have been working on some ideas for props and just following along with mock drafts and stuff, right? So yesterday I go to um, put some plays in, right? I'm like, okay, let me, mm-hmm. it's time for me to start looking around because a lot of the books posted them on, you know, yesterday was the first day they were even available and they have to get taken down on Wednesday. Like, it's a, it's a mess. So I go to looking for NBA or for NFL draft props and I can't find any FanDuel, DraftKings, BetMGM Caesars Betway you name it couldn't find it gotta head to Jersey Tom they do not offer NFL draft props 
in PA. They are not allowed to. Tom, what are you, a rookie? I've been driving over the bridge for the NFL draft bets for three years, two years. I've never bet the NFL draft. Never had the inkling to do so. But I just have some strong convictions this year I wanted to I wanted to get down on, um, but but couldn't. I never thought about I never talk about the NFL draft, so I would never know. Like it's something that I don't normally pay a lot of attention to. Isn't that weird though? Literally you just drive like it's not available in PA. You you drive over the bridge. They're all available in Jersey. It's a joke. And what they have available in Jersey probably is still crap. Like they should probably still have way more stuff available. Yeah, last year DraftKings or it was either DraftKings or FanDuel had a ton of props. I've been I know you know I'm a big NFL draft better, but I think that's like a really good betting market. Um, I've had a lot of success in there, Tom, and I think you just need to, yeah, you got to stay away from some of like the, let's say like square props, but there's definitely value on some of those like mid-tier first round guys that you feel like could come off the board early. Um, The two that I'm looking at, yeah, I'll share them. Yeah, what what were you trying to get in? Um, there's two that I want, depending what the, what, make sure I get a good price still. Um, but I'm looking at over three quarterbacks selected in the first round and over six, um, wide receivers selected in the first round. So over three quarterbacks, what are you thinking? Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, and who's the third that you feel will come off? Uh, let me pull up my list. Hold on. I'll pull it back up. But I think there's there's a third one in there that, at minimum, I think it's a push at worst is kind of what you I got was. got the old Miss kid, Corral. You got the Cincinnati dude, Ritter. Willis, too. Yeah, Willis. Pickett. And Ritter are the three I had. For sure, in the first round. Wow. What were the odds on that? I don't even remember because I couldn't you, find it. It's oh, plus yeah. money. It's close to even money, but I think it's like plus. I think it's like plus one twenty, from what I was gathering. It's right in that just plus money. Hmm. So I think yeah, if, at worst we get three, but you know how this goes, right? Teams get quarterback crazy. They love to get quarterback crazy. It's important to remember, specifically with the quarterback position, that fifth-year option that first-round picks get is so key. So a lot of guys – that's why you see teams, like especially late in the first round, when you approach the late 20s, 30, 31, 32, that's where you might see that third guy come off, Tom, just so someone can get that uh, fifth-year option on there. That's where we're getting the fourth guy. That's where we're getting an extra guy to get us over because these teams just love to pick quarterbacks late in the first round for that exact reason. And guess what? If you aren't sure, you pay more now. And this is where the wide receiver one I think is even better. That's plus 120. But wide receivers, if I'm a team in the market and I've seen how much money, 
average wide receivers have gotten over the last year and a half. I want as many wide receivers as I can get. I want to control that contract conversation as long as I possibly can. And if I get a good one, I want to be able to control that. I think there's no question. So, like the, the wide receiver, I think, is going to be, it's going to fly over. I think you'll see. And they say it's a it's a good wide receiver draft, but On yeah, the, the wide receiver market right now is that's why you're seeing like AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, these guys, DK Metcalf that aren't showing up is Tyree Kill reset that market, Tom, and all those contracts aren't looking good now. Uh, so yeah, that's interesting. One note on the quarterbacks. I think this is a garbage like I do too. Fucking garbage QB class. I would not want any of these guys. I'm so glad the Eagles flipped a pick for the following year too, Tom, because man, whether like I I like kind of like pick it a little bit, but tiny hands. <laughs> I don't know. I I wouldn't be like jumping for joy for Kenny Pickett, but man, bad year to need a QB. Yeah, terrible year. But again, people will still pick them. They're still going to pick these quarterbacks. That's just what teams do. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, so that's all I wanted to mention on the draft is I think not in PA is annoying. We'll be heading to Jersey today to get some bets in at some point. And uh, those are the two that I'm eyeballing is, um, well, of course, it gets hard when you go to Jersey. Because you're also trying to, you know, I don't have accounts at every book in Jersey like I do here. So I'm trying to shop for the best line I can get. I'm not as desperate as I would be like in in PA, right, to get the best number. Just because I have way more places to to bet it. But I'm still concerned. I'm still price sensitive. I'd still like to get a decent price. Um, So it's kind of that battle. But hopefully a little bit of plus money on both of those plays over three quarterbacks over five and a half. If I can find it over six wide receivers, I think can't go wrong with those. Like the receiver one a lot. Ah, uh, yeah, I think I like that one more, but like them both. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Over to the MLB. We're covering a lot of ground today, but this is good. Over to the MLB. Tough sledding. I had the Diamondbacks uh, last night. They got canceled. I will take them again today. Same matchup as we had yesterday. We'll, so we'll keep that ticket um, there. We had the Angels last night. It was looking like a close game. The Angels fell apart late. Uh, they lost 8-3. to three. Got crushed. Oof. Um, and it worked out, you know, how we wanted it to. Um, well, sort of. L.A. got the hits early, 2-2 early on, and then they just, the bullpen just threw it away. So that's all right. On to today. Uh, like I said, we'll have the Diamondbacks still at the same. We'll rebet it. I think you have to rebet it. Plus 125. Plus 125, I think, is what we're looking at there. Um, I actually see this not listed somewhere, so you just have to look around for this um, to make sure it's available. But 
Diamondbacks behind Bumgarner. That's still going to be a play. No worse than plus 120. The other okay. play I have, uh, there were a bunch of things that kind of caught my attention today that looked like there might be some value, and I hate when that happens because I, I, you know, I have to kind of sort through the mess and see what it is that, that we actually want. You know what game was, like, stealing yesterday? What's that? I should have put, like, 10 units on it. Uh, the Rockies plus one and a half. It was a steady pick system play at even money. Getting a run and a half at the home fills. with a great home team. Like, I don't know. We should, we should have absolutely smacked the Rockies yesterday. But small hit, small hit time. And uh, they're, they're dogs they're, again today yeah, at home. They are. Kyle Freeland's a stud. Ooh, he's 0 2, though. Yeah, and I'm staying away from that. Let me check what I had the, the price for that at. Um, I had minus one, uh, 150. Minus 150 for the Phillies. So I was still showing. I show Freeland's numbers not very good in my data. Not great. Yeah, he's off to a rough start. He's that guy, Tom, who's always like has a little bit of hype in spring training and then just seems to not really put it together. But so any other games that that you're going to fire a bet on? The only other one I'm going to play is a half a unit on on the Tigers. Plus 190 against the Yankees. Um, Tag is going against Garrett Cole. I think the price is just too big. The, the Tigers have been playing surprisingly well, all things considered. I think the price is just a little too big. Again, Garrett Cole is going to do that. He's going to drive the price up uh, pretty significantly a lot of times. But Alexander... And and let's back up a second too. Garrett Cole's stuff this year has not been as good as you might expect Garrett Cole to be. So he's off to a bit of a slow start. Tyler Alexander is probably off to a similar start. So I think all things are even on the pitching for today, anyway. And um, question, Tom. yeah, go ahead. Do you think the Yankees, knowing what they know now about Garrett Cole, post? Post sticky ban that that really like messed his numbers up. Do you think they'd still give him that contract? Um, yeah, that's tough. Tough to say. It's just uh, probably just curious of your thoughts. Probably if he like, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, he's off to, off to a bit of a, a tough start, but he's very good. Right. No question. There's a chance he just shuts the Tigers out today, but I think 190 is ridiculous, if you ask me. For a Yankees team that's, you know, again, lives or dies on the bats and the home runs. Yeah. Plus 190. So those are the the two picks for today? We're going to stay with the Diamondbacks. If you can find it, they have a double header, so I want the game with, with Baumgartner. That's 
that's the key to it all. So I think okay. they're playing two games today now that the game from yesterday got postponed. So I think they have a doubleheader. The Mets have a doubleheader tonight as well. So two doubleheaders today. I think. Mm-hmm. I put in a little parlay, Tom, for my play today. Oh, boy. It's in the NBA. Two home teams. I went Grizzlies money line, and I went Suns money line. Got a 158 over at BetMGM. It's oh. closer to a minus 200 on every other book that I put this into. So definitely best number at BetMGM. Um. Tom, I think the Grizzlies might kill the Timberwolves tonight. Oh, Ricky, I don't like the sound of this at all. On what? In the parlay? Yeah. So let me let me walk you through the logic. The Grizzlies aren't going down 0-2 at home. They're not. Simply, I put, think they're in the trouble. Is, is, they're in trouble. I think they could be in for a series, no question. But we'll put it this way. If they lose this game tonight, they're fucked. I mean, you can't go. You can't drop both your home games. You, you got to take care of business here. So on the Grizzlies side, I'm going to assume that they're not going to completely fold a fantastic season and drop another one tonight. But the Suns, Tom, I don't think the Pelicans can hang with them. Like, period. At home in a playoff game, I don't think, like, we saw, I think the game was 10 or 11-point game last time. Pelicans played pretty good and, you know, still lost by 10-11. I'm not too worried about that breaking it. So, to me, it's like, let's get a let's get a Timberwolves win here, and I'll feel pretty good about this cash. And, but, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people think that, you know, the, the Timberwolves are just a tough matchup with Towns and Edwards and, you know, they got these elite players that are tough to deal with, but don't forget how good that Minnesota teams. I mean, that Memphis team's been all year long, Tom. Well, I think it's sort of the witching hour for them, right? This is what people have feared about for the Grizzlies is, will they be a decent playoff team? Can they just rely on John Morant to do everything for them? And this was kind of like, this was going to be a very telling uh, playoffs for them. Will they be a team that just is going to do this? Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah. far, not not a good look for the Grizzlies. Every bone in my body says just lay the seven and don't put this parlay in. But I'm going to put the parlay in and go with the money line. Um, yeah. Suns Wolves. Interesting. But who am I to say? What's good and what's bad. At least he had shopped it around. That's all I can ask for, really. Um, mm-hmm. Tennis plays. A lot of tennis going on now. We already we already won the first play of the day. It was Anna Bonder against Teresa Martinkova. Good start to the day. We got a bunch of other tennis this morning, Ricky, if you want to, want to get some plays in. I think I have one, two, three, four, five tennis plays, if you can stomach that. Oh, rattle them off. All right. Let's get these names. What do we right. got? Let's get these names right. Um, let's see. 
Petra Martic against uh, Kalina. Annalina Kalina. It's a tough name. But Martic plus 125 or better. No worse than 125. 130 is what I got. No, no worse than 125. Big dog. Laura Sigmund against Zidanzik. Tamara Zidanzik. Plus 210 is the number I got. I'm not sure what it's at now. We can pull this up, but you want at least plus 200 on this. It's a big dog. It's going to take a lot for her to get it done, but um, the numbers just suggested that it, it it's not quite as big of a difference as it is. And I'll tell you this for just people who maybe aren't as interested in tennis, I think there's something to take away from, from this is that when they play on clay, like they do, like they are right now, they don't play on clay for very long in the year. And so it presents a lot of opportunities where the data for the book side maybe isn't as strong as you might think. Hmm. Because they don't have a lot of data on the clay. And oftentimes they don't um, fully, like, fully recognize that there are certain players that are really good on clay that suck on hard court, which is what they play on most of the year. So they end up pricing people like the hard court numbers and not adjusting it as strongly to the clay numbers. What I've seen. I, st- I still remember when we had uh, Pam Maldonado on the show mm-hmm. explaining this, and my head was spinning, Tom, because I just didn't, like, I just didn't really understand the difference. But, yeah, now that I, now that Tommy Tennis has uh, widened my horizon here a little bit, <laughs> It's interesting. Who's who's some of the top? Like, is there someone that you're specifically betting because they're really good on clay versus a normal tennis court? Um, we can see. Like, like the opposite effect would be somebody like Paula Bedosa. It's a name that you know very well. On the hard court, she's a star. On clay, she's not as good. Like, there's players that are much better than her on clay, even though on the hard court she's, you know, one of the best players, and if not the best player in the world, one of them at the very tippy top. So maybe looking to fade some of those situations. Yes, yes. That's a situation where, like, if she were playing this week, she would be priced at an insane number, but maybe not shouldn't be priced at that insane number. Right, right. Um, let me see if I can, like, I wish I had a list for you because I like this conversation a lot. I just don't have, I just have a spreadsheet of big data in front of me that I can't talk and sort through. No, but, no worries. But there are certainly players, when I punch all these matchups in, and you'll see with the plays that I picked, maybe that'll give us some light. So Martich is the first one. Sigmund is the second one. Again, this that's a good example. I mean, Zidanezic's not, like, a huge name. Um, like she's not a, a monstrous name, but big enough where you would expect, I mean, you've never heard of Sigmund, right? I've never even heard of her. So present some opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next play, Carolina, Carolina Pliskova against Kvitova, 
plus 125 is the number I got. That was best available in the market. Pliskova should be okay. I have this as even money. This should be a pick em. Um, And this is a pretty good example. Kvitova really good on the hard court. Not as good as Clay. Pliskova actually better than her numbers on Clay. Slightly better. Um, so this is actually a pretty good example of like a bigger name in Kvitova. A more household name that people will know and is favored in the market, but probably shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. So I'm good with that. And the last play, and this is a great example as well. It, uh, this is probably the best example that I can draw for you is uh, Storm Sanders over Emma Raducanu. And you know Emma Raducanu from winning the Open and, you know, just a big household name now in tennis. And she's great on some other services, but Clay is not hers. Clay is not her surface. Storm Sanders at some plus money. Plus 120. That's a good price for me. Okay. We need Tommy Tennis back, Tom. Need, need these picks to smack and to get Tommy Tennis rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the tennis was off the for a couple of weeks. Quiet. What's that? The tennis, the tennis crew has been way quiet. Like, there was a time when you had a pretty big group of tennis people buzzing. And, Tom, they've gone radio silent. So I'm, I'm talking to the Tommy Tennis crew right now and just wondering, did your guy's leader – let you down with the picks is is he finally back what What's happens what happens i think is um the nba playoff start mlb starts everybody gets distracted and nobody wants to spend time on little old tennis anymore <laughs> i'm just breaking your balls though but uh um, and it happens to me too maybe we need to take a step away from mlb because it's been kicking my ass back to the roots steady picks radio wake up and wager Thank you so much for listening today. We'll see you tomorrow.